0: Welcome to The Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth.
1: Ray and Brad, back with you on The Advertising Show being brought to you by Advertising Age Magazine. Visit online at adage.com. The Advertising Show is a copyrighted Big Radio Midgets production. Early in 2010, we had the chance to meet up with Jeff Klein, who is the author of Working for Good, Making a Difference While Making a Living. As CEO of Cause Alliance Marketing, Jeff designs and facilitates collaborative cause-related marketing programs. He's also the the, uh, director of a company called Conscious Capitalism, Inc., It sounds interesting, doesn't it? We'll uh, get a chance to learn more about what that's all about and, of course, the book as well. Here on today's uh, presentation of another great encore show with The Advertising Show. Let's
2: uh, join in the conversation. Jeff, it is a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for joining us today.
3: Delighted to be with you. Thank you.
2: Yeah, Jeff, to get us started, why don't you just uh, talk for a few minutes a little bit about your organization, Cause Alliance Marketing.
3: Yes, well, as you uh, indicated in the introduction, I design and facilitate uh... marketing alliances that address social issues while they address the needs and objectives of program partners so as an example i'm doing a campaign right now for a company called one natural experience that produces coconut water and coconut water happens to be a very healthy uh... product Um it's great for hydration and replenishment of electrolytes and potassium and other things and we're educating uh... mothers and pregnant women and healthcare practitioners about the the benefits, and bringing together uh, the one with uh, a nonprofit called Healthy Child, Healthy World, and a couple marketing firms. Uh, one called Pulse uh, Health and Wellness. Another one publishes a magazine, and all coming together uh, to uh, you know to educate consumers and healthcare practitioners about the benefits of coconut water just a you know a current example of something i'm working on right now well
2: i must tell you i've heard about the product i saw it in my uh local uh i don't want to call it health food store because that sounds dated but you know the whole mm-hmm. food whole food type of store and uh and saw the product prominently uh, uh there displayed and had not and had read a few things as well had not heard about the product before and uh, the cool part it comes with a little uh, paper umbrella No, that's the cocktail. (laughs) Oh, that's the the other one. Yeah, Yeah, okay. That's right. So I'm curious, uh, Jeff, do you always have a nonprofit tie-in when you put together your cause marketing efforts?
3: Uh, That's a good question. Uh, It's not essential, but it's uh, typically yes, because nonprofits tend to focus on the social issues and to be issue experts. And the extent to which a nonprofit is well-developed and well-established, they have credibility and relationships in the field. Um, which uh, make the you know the campaign more effective, and nonprofits can benefit from an alliance with for-profit you know businesses uh, because the companies have resources and distribution channels, etc. That can spread the the message out, as well as they have customers and employees and others who can join the campaign. So, typically, uh, I- engaging partners from different sectors, nonprofit, for-profit, even government. Uh, makes for a, more, a, a richer, fuller ecosystem, and everybody benefits from the process. Well,
2: while we're on the subject, uh, any other uh, misconceptions about cause marketing you'd like to cover?
3: Well, first of all, you know, what I do is a little different from typical cause marketing. Is I very specifically um, facilitate alliances, by definition, I'm going to find uh, more than one entity that's going to work together to address an issue. Secondly, uh, cause marketing can often be a, like corporate social responsibility, it can be a, uh, you know, greenwashing or somewhat superficial. I really look to um, facilitate programs that are core to a company's uh, purpose and mission and one that aligns with, you know, why they're in business. Um, So, again, some cause marketing programs do that as well, but many do not.
2: So is your organization Cause Alliance Marketing a for-profit or non-profit?
3: Oh, it's a for-profit. Yeah. So
2: what's your business model? Are you charge by the project or how do you do that?
3: Uh, you know, it depends on the on the project. If I'm if I'm working for a non-profit, I'll have a retainer plus commissions. If I'm working for a corporation, uh, typically it's a retainer, though the extent to which there are opportunities to engage other businesses and it'll be a combination of uh, retainer and uh, commission.
2: And commissions, you mean by media commissions, correct? No, no,
3: I mean commissions on uh, bringing in other corporate partners. So if they've got somebody else who comes to the table with resources that expand the, the campaign, then I'll receive You know, either a commission or a bonus based on the level of resources that other partners are bringing to the table. I
2: I see what you mean. Your company conducted a survey a couple years ago, Jeff, and uh, found that over 90 percent of consumers found it important for companies to support cause and charity type uh, organizations. I'm curious, how do those numbers uh, hold up today, especially during a down economy?
3: Well, first of all, I didn't do that research, but that research has been done. Um, The research has been done by uh, Cone Roper, Duke University, and others. And the research is holding up very well. The recent surveys post, you know, economic meltdown, uh, hold very solid. Uh, Consumers and employees essentially demand that companies do more than just deliver a quality product and service, but that they serve society in some other way. Very consistent, very solid, and you found that
2: that hasn't waned any in current times.
3: No, not at all. With anything I'm find, finding more interest in that because it's a it's a real differentiator. Um, well, first of all, the fact is people are demanding it, yeah. and com- companies are recognizing that they're demanding it. And another thing, you know, in my work with um, John Mackey and the Conscious Capitalism Alliance and really studying the conscious business model and track records, uh, you look at companies that are purpose-driven, that are oriented to serving all of their stakeholders, which includes their customers, their employees, the communities they work in, their investors and their vendors, serving all of them. Uh, those companies are outperforming the S&P 500 and, you know, co- general companies in general. Um, you look at um, the... Um, Uh, Fortune 100 Best Places to Work, same thing. Those companies in that index outperform the market. So when companies are more conscious and when they are serving society very purposefully and explicitly, they, they, they perform better.
2: Well, you know, uh, next segment, we're going to jump into your book and talk about what your motivation was behind writing the book and also some of the great information that both Ray and I found in the book. And I'd like to highly recommend anyone out there that you're thinking about uh, doing something that is more than just uh, turning a profit and getting a little better, more positive profile and participating in various causes. Uh, This this is uh, a wonderful read and uh, great advice. We'll jump into that next second.
1: On the Advertising Show, Ray Shillings, Brad Forsyth, and Jeff Bono is here out of California. Back in just a minute.
0: Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is the Advertising Show. You worked too hard, you ate too much, the cheesecake made you greedy. Let your aching head and stomach hear this message from all speedy. Jeff
1: Klein is with us this uh, weekend here at the Advertising Show. Jeff is the author of a brand new book called Working for Good, also the CEO of Cause. Jeff, it is a pleasure to have you here at the Advertising
2: Show.
3: Thank you. It is good to be with you. It's uh, fun talking with you guys. uh,
2: We're honored to have you, uh, Jeff. Uh, Tell us, how did you and John Mackey get hooked up to uh, uh, develop the uh, Conscious Capitalism Alliance as well as the. Conscious Capitalism Inc. nonprofit.
3: Yeah, well, John uh, started, uh, it started as an organization called Flow, um, and he started it with a, a guy named Michael Strong. And I had met Michael, and four years ago, I was invited to a retreat at John's Ranch. And coming out of that retreat, uh, John and Michael and their board asked me if I would uh, run the organization for them, build it with them. So I, I did that for four years. I just recently resigned to focus on uh, Cause Alliance marketing and uh, a working-for-good alliance in the building. but uh, So I worked with John for four years, uh, and he's just a delight.
2: Yeah, he's a great guy and a, a great example of uh, more than just uh, running a company. He's got a great way of a new way, uh, say a new, a different way of running a company and quite successful, I might add. Uh, share with us, Jeff, why did you decide to write a, uh, the book Working for Good?
3: Uh, well, thank you. I, I wrote the book because I'd spent, uh, you know, 20, 30 years Building various businesses, and you referred to them in the opening from private music and Yanni's career, and spinning, and Seeds of Change, Tea Running, and others, as, as well as my own uh, Cause Lines marketing early projects. And uh, what I, I what I found is people that have the aspiration to do good through business, and many who have aspiration to do good through nonprofits, whatever. Um, their sometimes, uh, often, their kind of mission, like I'm going to do this overshadows everything else and the way that they take care of themselves or treat themselves and the way they treat each other doesn't quite fit up to the idea of making the world a better place <laughs> you know people trash each other and and i and i really found that uh, they people hadn't developed the awareness or the skill to really cultivate their you know themselves and each other and deep relationships that are respectful that are purpose purposeful I also found that businesses focused too much on one thing, like traditionally on profit or, uh, you know, some, you know, socially motivated on their social mission, and they disregarded the business aspects. So people needed to have a more, call it holistic, uh, humanistic approach to doing business. And I also found, you know, companies that did focus on the people and focus on relationships ended up... Doing better, and creating healthier businesses, you know, financially in the marketplace, customer loyalty is greater, employee loyalty is better. So I reflected on you know all of my experience and all the things that I saw around me, and said, okay, what are the kind of core lessons and core skills that I found are effective at building what we'll call a conscious business? So I did it in part for myself, as well as to share my, you know, my my lessons, both uh, hard, and, hard and easy. Um, with others to, to perhaps facilitate uh, a, a quicker, easier path for you know young people coming up.
2: And you've developed something called the conscious business model that you uh, outline in your book in, uh, early on. Can you kind of tick through that for us, please?
3: Yeah. First of all, I won't take credit for uh, developing it. Um, uh, John uh, Mackey certainly has played a key role in that, but there are others um, who've uh, recognized this model. Uh, there's a book called Firms of Endearment by Raj Sisodia, David Wolfman, JAG Seth, which profiles 20-some companies that really follow this model. And the model is based on three core principles. The first one is purpose or deeper purpose. It recognizes that every business has a purpose beyond return on investment. And just to give you an example, Walmart, for instance, right? Walmart, at its inception and for most of its history, has been a purpose-driven company. Its purpose is to provide access to goods that people couldn't otherwise afford, right? Um, So its purpose isn't make the world a better place, it's provide access to goods. Southwest Airlines is another one with a very straightforward purpose, democratize the airways, right? Give people access to fly. Just as two, two clear examples, right? So one is recognizing that purpose and really organizing yourself around that purpose. Secondly, and this is somewhat related, is... Typically, you think of you know the business. The purpose of business is business is return on investment, and the orientation of business is towards its stockholders or shareholders. Well, in the conscious business model, the orientation is to all of your stakeholders or all of your core stakeholders. So, it's your customers, your team members or employees, your investors, your vendors, the communities you do business in, and even the environment. And recognizing that you have a, a, a opportunity and, in some extent, a responsibility to create value for all of them, and to cultivate a harmony of interest rather than a, you know, conflict of interest between them. And when you do, you can kind of look at it as an ecosystem or a garden. When you take care of you know, all of the elements in that system, the whole system is healthy.
1: On that note, let's take a, take a break here on the advertising show. Our special guest out of California is Jeff Klein, CEO of Cause Alliance Marketing and author of a brand-new book called Working for Good good stuff in the book, and we'll talk more about that here in just a minute on The Advertising Show.
0: Simplifying the complex world of advertising. To reach Ray and Brad with your questions, log on to theadvertisingshow.com. This is The Advertising Show.
2: Hot dogs, Armour hot dogs kinds of kids eat armor hot dogs.
1: The advertising show and our special guest is Jeff Klein, CEO of Cause Alliance Marketing and author of Working for Good.
2: Back with Jeff here. Good to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, You talk about social businesses in your, in your book and I'm curious, how is a social business, Jeff, any different from a profit-driven company that supports a social cause?
3: Uh, that, that's a really good question, and, and there are uh, a couple different definitions for social business. Mohammed um, Yunus, who uh, won the Nobel Peace Prize with Grameen Bank in 2006, defined a social business as a business that essentially doesn't generate profits for its shareholders. Um, I have a broader definition, or you know uh, I and others have a broader definition, which is a business that has integral to its existence serving society. Right. So you, you, the way you define it is a business that's profit-driven, and then it does kind of give something back, right? Mm-hmm. Which is which is the current CSR model or corporate social responsibility model in response to customer demand or activist pressure or a sense of oh, we better you know better balance out you know we've got to do some good to balance out the, what we're doing in business. A, a social business is one that recognizes that all business is social, right? It's. Mm. People coming together with a purpose, and um, and that they and that business exists in a social context. Right, we exist in society. Like Adam Smith, when he wrote his you know his famous book, Wealth of Nations, he recognized that business in, in commerce exists in a social context, and that within that social context, if people are pursuing their own ends, everyone will serve but there's morality and values that inform the way they interact with each other his was not a value neutral model right it was in the context of society and then you know societies were smaller right you lived in communities you lived in towns so social business is one that recognizes that hey we have to pursue profit we have to deliver value in our products and services but we also exist in and of and for the society that gives us birth, so to speak. So, does that
2: make does that answer your question? Yeah, it, it sure does. And when you, as you describe uh, social business and you talk about uh, the morality behind the cause and so forth, I think about and I want to get your take. Uh, we've covered green marketing and, and as you referred to, I believe in the first segment, greenwashing the. The, for those that may not be familiar, just what it sounds like, the tendency to want to take a green marketing effort and, and leverage it in a way that is maybe not truly representative of what we know green marketing to be in the truest sense. Uh, what is your take on those that are out there trying to leverage green marketing in a way to better their company and maybe not fulfilling it from a moralistic standpoint? Well,
3: first of all, we live in an age of transparency, Right, and we live in an age, especially younger generations, that demand authenticity and honesty. So, end of the day, you know what goes around comes around, and you know you can only hide so long. So, I, I think in the long run, uh, people that are taking advantage or telling stories or you you know you, leveraging, as you say, green marketing to make themselves look good, it's going to show up at some point. You're gonna you're gonna have to pay the piper at some point. So. What, one of the things that I'm doing now with a, a group of colleagues is building a Working for Good collaborative that will facilitate companies to engage in, in genuine service to society in ways that align with their core purpose and strategy and that allows them to transparently reveal what they're doing as well as to acknowledge what maybe they're not doing, you know, that they'd like to be doing, and to engage their stakeholders in an honest, transparent dialogue. So... I think that's where we're heading. I think we're heading to a place where you've got to lay it out on the table and you've got to be coming from a real place or you're going to get found out. And and ultimately, you, you know, you're not going to be creating the real value for society, and so you're not going to get the recognition anyway. You know, you can only fireworks only last so long.
2: Well, Jeff, as we begin a new year, any thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners as we're all looking for a positive start to 2010?
3: Yeah, well, for me, it's always, uh, you know, find the, the voice, of the, uh, your purpose that's calling for you, calling for you in your job, in your, you know, if you're going to create something new, if you're going to take a step and, and go for it, you know, say yes, say yes. And when you say yes to that calling, you know, I'm going to stand for this, man, put a big flag in the ground. And whatever comes, you know, I'll hold that flag in the ground. Because if you really stand for something, uh, you're going to have uh, others and the world are going to stand up for you.
1: That's great advice as we uh, head into 2010 here and a great book too, Working for Good. Uh, Jeff, the best of luck. Sell lots of books, alright?
3: Thank you very much. Appreciate it,
1: guys. On the Advertising Show with Ray Sheldon and Brad Forsyth back in just a minute with more. Our thanks again to Jeff Klein for being a part of the Advertising Show and hope you enjoyed this Encore presentation. We've got a whole bunch of them and we'll bring them to you throughout the year here at theadvertisingshow.com, which is being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at adage.com. And uh, thanks to our friends at shippel.com. It's S-C-H-I-P-U-L.com. The folks that power and make all of the uh, great things that happen on the Advertising Show website uh, happen. So check it out. It's S-C-H-I-P-U-L.com. Hope you can join us again next week. Thanks for switching on the the, uh, computer and tuning in today. The Advertising Show is a copyrighted Big Radio Midgets production. Talk to you soon. Why do more media professionals read IWantMedia.com? IWantMedia.com features reports from industry leaders and media personalities. IWantMedia.com gives you quick access to news, stats, trade orgs, and industry publications. And it's updated daily. Forbes says IWantMedia.com contains everything media professionals need to stay ahead of the game. The Washington Post calls it the source for the serious media geek. Do you get it? If you don't, you should. To sign up for free daily email alerts, visit IWantMedia.com.